one, two, three. Uh, this is not actually where the show starts. This is where we come in before the show to remind you that we work at a public radio station. Public radio means public. That means we have people who give us money so we can buy the programming, so we can provide it to the Southwest Florida listening audience, and it allows us to make this podcast. So it's our membership campaign here at WGCU. We're going to be going live on the air in a few weeks, but if you can give Call this number, 1-800-533-9428, or go to the website, wgcu.org, and click the Donate button. I'm here in studio with these other two people. I'm Tara Calligan. I'm joined with Richard Chinqui, and hey. you just heard from Mike. So your support is actually what allows us to actually create and make three-song stories. Public media works a little bit differently, whereas we can actually provide and we purchase uh different things, information, news, whatever it may be that you hear on NPR, comedy, storytelling, and this podcast, Three Song Stories. Without your support, then we can't do this awesome thing. So we really hope that you can support public media, support Three Song Stories, and just go ahead and donate any dollar amount is acceptable during this drive. If you're a podcast listener only and you're not used to public radio, this is going to sound maybe kind of weird, but it's just an opportunity to put real dollars towards something that you listen to. If you enjoy hearing uh, Mike, myself, or Tara <laughs> do Three Song Stories and uh, meet the people that we get to meet uh, on the, uh, you know, each week, we really could use the support you make it possible. We The station relies on you, the listener, and that's the listener in our area, and it's the listener on our podcast. So give us a call at 800-533-9428, or if you're holding your phone right now with the podcast on it, go to WGCU.org. You can give really quick. Now on to the show. Welcome to Three Song Stories, the podcast that feeds on the succulent and juicy musical memories of our guests, allowing them to become their best storytellers. Thanks for listening. I'm Tara Calligan. Our guest today is Kim Hudson, but a few of you probably know her best by her maiden name, Kim Kibbe. Because as I was saying this promo, I said Kim Kibbe instead of Kim Hudson about six times. Kim is a library associate in telephone reference at the Lee County Library System. So if you've ever called the library, you've probably spoken with her and they consider telephone reference to be the central reference point for all Lee County libraries. Kim is an FGCU graduate with a bachelor's degree in English and is currently pursuing her master's in information at Florida State University. She's a multi-generational Cape Coral native and a second-generation adoptee, with roots running all the way back to when Chiquita Boulevard was known as Multigrade. I've known Kim for the last 15 years or so, and I consider her family mine and vice versa. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that you might even learn a little bit more about me in this conversation. If you remember my three-song story, Kim's name came up about 15 times. Kim's daughter Kylie is now in her teens, and I've had the absolute pleasure of watching her grow into quite the quirky ball of awesomeness. Her husband Sam, or Same as we call him, is an artist and comic creator. You should check his stuff out. His Life of a Stepdad comic is amazing, so check that out by searching Hero Institute of Technology. When Kim is not answering questions from the Lee County Library patrons, she is number 55 on the local Fort Myers Roller Derby team. I cannot wait to see what stories unfold in this conversation. So let's get to it right now. Hi, Kim. Hi, darling. <laughs> How are you? I'm okay. I saw that you were getting a little verklempt there for a second. Oh, what a good intro. Thank you. I wrote it mm. myself with a little help from somebody in this room. <laughs> mm. That was good. So let's good get stuff. let's get right into it. How are you feeling right now? You feeling good? Uh, nervous as <laughs> shit, but thank you for yeah. asking. So what song did you listen to on the way over here? 
Um, it's Throwback Thursday. Yeah. So it was a, a combination. Some uh, juvenile back that ass up. <laughs> some, you know, some next. Some, you know, good old school. I don't, I don't throw back. I love Throwback Thursday. That's I on 105.5, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, lunch hour. So ready to go. How are you feeling now? You good? You happy? You ready? I'm nervous as hell. All right. So uh, I honestly don't – I know a lot about you, but I don't know much of your musical history as far as you were – like as a child. So thinking back as far as you can, what is the earliest music memory that you can come up with? Specifically? Yeah. Or generally specifically would be best. Huh. It would – so people are going to learn a lot about me. Um, it would probably be – I four, five years old and in my room, had my little CD player. CDs were, you know, the new thing, all the rage. And I had a Dwight Yoakam CD. <laughs> um, and I couldn't tell you really the name of it. Um, I could tell you it was on it. Mm-hmm. And I would have it propped up on my bookshelf next to my CD player. And I had a little tiny TV in my room. And you could see your reflection on it when it was off. So that was my mirror. And I would dance my tiny little ass off to some Dwight Yoakam um, and Billy Ray Cyrus growing up. It was definitely – it was the early 90s. Country was huge. Heck country yeah. was like the thing and that's what we listened to, um, early 90s country. I'm still a fan of it. I do still love country music. Throw any of it on a jukebox and I am – I'm good to go. I'm happy with it. Um, big Patsy Cline fan. Listened to a lot of Willie Nelson with my yes. dad. So, you know, it, that's why my earliest would be probably country music. Um, and then from there, it, it really evolved as time went on. Um, my mom listened to a lot of 90s R&B. So I'm pretty much – I think I bought her every Tony Braxton CD that came out in the 90s for Christmas. Um, so I was really exposed to that. Uh, Boys to Men was a big thing. Yes, I know that. 112, yes. I know that your mom loves Boys to Men. <laughs> yeah. So um, I also had that. Um, and it wasn't until I, I'd say about middle school that I realized there's other things out there than what your parents listen to. Um, I'd have to say it was was that for me because I didn't. I didn't really have the siblings, older siblings. Like you you had Matt kind yeah. of dropping stuff in your ear every once in mm-hmm. a while. And I didn't have that. So I was like, oh, there's other things out here besides country music and R&B. Like get out of town. When was your room covered in Backstreet Boys posters? Um, definitely when I was nine. <laughs> definitely when I was nine. Uh, all over the ceiling. Um. I know they're on tour right now, and I did think about going to see them. I did think about it. What was your first favorite band, though? Probably Blink-182. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was like – it was a good – they're a really good transition from, you know, the poppy <laughs> the Backstreet Boys that I was into um, and then getting introduced to more into a, a rock genre. They were they were a good bridge. Yeah. I think they were a very fair bridge for my age and, and discovering new things out there. So with the pop rock stuff, I'd, I'd say Blink-182 was probably one of the first bands that I was like, yeah. What about, what about physical, tangible copies of music? So what was the first one that you specifically went out and, and sought after? 
Dude, I couldn't even tell you. Really? It was probably the Dwight Yoakam CD. I was probably like, I need this. Mom, we're going to get this. My little, you know, five-year-old ass was like, I need this country CD. Mine was Green Day's Dookie. I know that. Um, But honestly, I I couldn't tell you as a – getting older, I mean, my dad would take me to Walmart back when they had – CDs and they had the edited CDs, which was a big thing. Yes. So that was – I was like, all right, all right. Um, which helped a lot with our, our uh, wonderful sailor mouths today, didn't it? Oh, yeah, it did. <laughs> Obviously. Um, but it was, you know, for parents, I, I think it was it was fair. Um, so I remember him taking me there and I would, I would buy Blink-182, bought actually a couple of the same albums over and over again. Um, picked up Newfound Glory, and then it got into Black Sabbath. There you and go. my dad was like, wait, what? <laughs> he was like, you know about these people? And I was like, yeah. And, you know, then that busted the doors wide open for Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd. And my mom was convinced I was doing all sorts of weird <laughs> in my room with incense and Led Zeppelin. So My mom encouraged that weird <laughs> My room with incense. She and still does. Mom is great. Yeah, about that she stuff. still yeah. does. But you know, at the time, it kind of it freaked my mom out a little bit. I was sure. getting away from my country music and my Backstreet Boys, and you know, getting into just different stuff. I was I was exploring with my ear holes, and just she wasn't quite fond of that for a minute. Did anyone around you play instruments at all? Like any family members or anyone like growing up that – because I know you specifically don't play any instruments. Hell no, I don't. Um, So my birth family, we haven't even – I don't even know if we'll get into my whole adoption story. We talked about you being adopted in the intro. Right. But I mean that could be a whole other (laughs) friggin' show. So um, because it's interesting how it plays out. But um, genetically speaking, I do come from a musical background of marching band nerds. Love you guys. French horn. I did attempt to play the French horn and the trumpet. Did not work out. Just not so musically inclined as the rest of my family. Um, My sister plays piano. You know, it's just my my other sister played the flute for a minute. My brother played the trumpet. My birth mom married a wonderful guy. He plays any any brass instrument. Yeah, what up to Chris? Chris and Kelly are amazing. Hello, guys. Yes. so, yeah, it's like I do come from a musical family and there's always music to them. They're always going to talk about it. He writes, you know, marching band shows. It just didn't quite make it to me. Did you ever fantasize about being in a band? Not really. No? No. I do, I do all the time. See, I, I just dated guys enough. <laughs> like, that was close enough. So on that note, what the hell is your first song, Kim? Well... I'm glad I told the story about my country music roots because this will make a lot more sense now. Um, so I want to say back in 92, you know, the Lee Civic Center brought in some big names in the 80s and, and 90s, um, attracted uh, this country star by the name of Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> and, oh, man, my parents had to take me. They're like, we ta- we have to take her. And I'm like five or six years old. And I I did convene with my mom on this one just to verify the story. I'm like, I want to make sure this wasn't some like lucid dream. Like I didn't drink some bad NyQuil, (laughs) expired NyQuil and like dream about this. Yeah. Fact checking. Yeah. So there I was, five or six years old, just acid washed denim family and all. I don't know if my dad had a mullet then. 
We'll say yes for the story. Probably. He probably did. And my mom swears that he looked like Billy Ray Cyrus and she thought Billy Ray Cyrus was so cute. And she probably had her big hair, teased hair going on. Um, we got front row seats, Lisa Vick Center, Billy Ray Cyrus. I made a poster, my little handwriting, like glitter glue pen or whatever. Yes. Probably like, I heart you, Billy Ray Cyrus. I'm up there just front row. My dad's probably had me on his shoulders. I'm holding up the sign and he kept looking at me and interacting with me. And I was like, oh, my God, this is great. And he asked to have the sign. So he brought the sign up. That's awesome. And he put it on stage and he's dancing and he's like, you know, I got me a little girl at home and blah, blah, blah. Miley Cyrus now in retrospect. I'm like, yay. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And my mom swears he like took me on stage. Don't remember that. Um, but basically, it was like my first music, like in-person physical musical experience was going to see Billy Ray Cyrus as a five-year-old child who adored him, sign up and all, and he's talking to me. And t- like it was just – I could have died like right then and there. It was just – that was it for me. Um, so yeah, that, that's my story for that song. W- would you like to listen to it with me? I'd love to. Okay. You can dance with me. Yeah, of course. Okay. So this is Achy Breaky Heart from the 1992 album Some Gave All by Billy Ray Cyrus. Let's listen. Yeah, we didn't just dance and play air piano and guitar that entire time or anything nope. like that. No, no nope. way. Uh, so where does that song fit into your life today, though? So that was Kim at four years old. Yeah, four now. or five years old. Kim yeah. at years old now. <laughs> you know, it's... It's it's an endearing and equally kind of embarrassing story of just knowing really the saga of Billy Ray Cyrus and, you know, glad he's back to relevancy, I guess, recently. Yeah. That's, uh, um, it's, a, it's a story for me. It's It pays homage to, you know, where I started with, which was, was country music. That was really my first musical love and I still love some Dwight Yoakam. Um, you know, so it just – it reminds me of where I've come from. I'm going to have to check out this Dwight Yoakam because straight up never even heard that name before now. You're <laughs> me. I just literally like watched a documentary on him on my phone one night, like laying on the floor and I watched a documentary on Dwight Yoakam. I have like, no idea. Like, what do you do in these days, You Dwight? said that name so many times. I'm just like, I have no clue who. The- oh, wait, Richard. He's on that um, that Ken Burns documentary that we're going to be airing here at the station. He's oh, country it. music. Yeah. Okay. All right, then he's then Hell he's straight yeah. legit. If Ken Burns is looking into him, honey, so. he is legit. He ain't no Billy Ray. Okay, at least I got it right with Dwight. <laughs> oh man, so where does music in general fit into your life today? I'm going to assume you're going to say literally every which way, but for the people who aren't me, who don't know you, where does music fit into your life? Literally every which way. <laughs> um, yeah, just it's it fills. A lot of moments of my life when I'm not listening to WGCU NPR, um, which I do now because I'm old and <laughs> talk radio is now a thing I listen to. Um, it it does play a lot. It it holds memories, which is hi why we're here today. Um, it's it's a bonding experience. So I listen to music with my daughter. It's not my favorite music, but I listen to it. I go, I want to know what she's listening to, what she's being exposed to, what her interests are because I feel like that's so important. I feel like that really didn't happen a lot when I was younger and there was – it created a disconnect. So I'm trying to see what she's doing Um, and it's just fun. It's – I love taking over the radio for my husband. Um, 
you know, we have differing musical tastes. So my favorite thing is to make him listen to what I want to hear. <laughs> um, sometimes it's quite jarring for him. Uh, so it just – it plays a lot of things. I like discovering new music. I feel like there's so much out there. It's overwhelming. So I will go a couple weeks of listening to new things and, you know, exposing myself to new artists, new genres even. Yeah. Some weird shit <laughs> out there. Um, and then coming back and, you know, oh, I love that Blink-182 song or, oh, <laughs> New Found Glory or um, – Yoakum. <laughs> or some Dwight and then I'm like, oh, I haven't heard that Cradle of Phil song in forever. So I am also all over the place with music. It's it's uncomfortable even to myself and my poor Spotify account just can't figure it out. So, uh, yeah, that's actually one of my next questions really. So what tell us about your current musical taste so I think people can get to know you just even all the more better since uh, you and I very similarly have music from Lizzo mm, to – sure. I mean – yeah, death metal, like you said, any sort of cradle of filth or, you know, death, actually death, the band. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. The band. Um, I have listened to this band called Twin Temple quite a bit. It's uh, – we'll call it dark doo-wop. OK. I'll just, I'll just call it that for a minute. I find it highly enjoyable. Richard's um, nodding like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's unique. Um, but it, 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 you know, it keeps you going. But it has some dark undertones. But it's happy. Okay. But it's dark. <laughs> what else? Um, if, talking on the darker side, I've been. I love Deaf Heaven. Mm-hmm. I do love Deaf Heaven. If I could see them live, that would be fantastic. Um, still listening to Coheed. Um, <laughs> That's never <laughs> every going day to end. of my friggin' life. Um, yeah, and then so that's if I'm, I get to be by myself. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, well, it's I mean, like, it's it's. I'm like talk, I'm trying to not act like I'm talking to you because I'm be like you know like listening to Mastodon. You know, Tara. You know all my favorite <laughs> bands. Yeah, but I know your as you said earlier, your and Sam's musical tastes are so dissimilar. So how how does that work exactly in in your little family dynamic? And how does music really? I mean, you guys have music on every time pretty much I go over your house yeah. because you're listening on. Let's see the car, uh-huh. the Alexa, or what do you have, Google? Yeah, we got Google. Yeah, you know, you have everything. You're just like, hey, Google, play this song, and yeah. then there it goes. What's a, awesome. what, what's a what's a band? that Sam likes that you have to kind of walk out <laughs> and vice versa. Oh, God. He's going to kill me for this he story. so many. No offense. <laughs> Sam, I love you. Um, he The last time he got to pick a, sh- a show that we went to was Rava Riot. And then I immediately I just revoked his show card. I'm like, we are never going to a show you want to go to again. Um, it was bad. What was, was so bad about it? It just – it was like if the AV club had a band – you know, it, it just – there was no – they had like no stage presence. There wasn't a whole – like not a lot of people were there. He's into a lot more indie music, um, indie pop music. So he'll listen to like I guess St. Lucia. And um, what – um and then which one do you – which one do you like that he just doesn't buy? Um, He's – he's too kind for his own good Um, and he does – He'll listen to it. He's a sweet boy. Yeah, he'll listen to it even though he's like, I don't know what they're saying. I think it's more the heavy death, like the yeah, heavy stuff any, that scares him, right? Yeah, anything that's screaming, he's like, I don't know what they're saying. How can you enjoy this? I'm like, how do you not know what they're saying? I don't know what they're saying sometimes, but you can pick up on it. But that boy will listen to the sweet all day long. 
That boy likes that white boy likes his funk. Yes, he does. That boy likes his funk music. I gotta <laughs> tell you. So he's all over the map as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some of his indie pop stuff. So he knows like I'll, we'll listen to She Wants Revenge together and Interpol. Um, fans of other indie music like The Shins. Just yeah. play the Garden State soundtrack. We'll be fine. <laughs> we'll be fine. Yeah. You know, we just – we understand that there's Let's get depressed and chill, huh? I'd love <laughs> Listen to. Listen to the Garden State. I'd love to. So what is the uh, last physical form of music? So vinyl, CD was the last physical, tangible piece of music thing, band. Wow, and not digital? Yeah. Mm. Probably that Motorhead uh, vinyl that I bought with you. There you go. You know, I just – I don't have a reason to buy a physical – God, that sounds horrible as a consumer, and I'm such an asshole. I I buy merch. I'm a merch person, so you know, apologies to artists and musicians, but I will buy some merch or Lung or was it Lung? Yeah, when I saw that local band. Yes, I also bought merch then. Yes, and I got their CD. Amazing. It is. Great. I can't wait for them to come back because yeah. they were incredible. Um, so definitely give them a hard listen. Uh, recently. So I know you and I have made each other countless mixtapes, but can you remember the first mixtape that you made? The uh, probably recorded off of the radio. Oh yeah, yeah, on the tape. Um, I can tell you, Rob Zombie was probably definitely on there. <laughs> so it was a lot of whatever was playing on Nine and X at the time. Yeah, and I would just like, like run in my room and like hit and your the mom loved button. That. It was her favorite. Um, <laughs> I also had this little My Little Sony, like, original, like, My Little Tykes thing um, that did a great job of recording. That sucker lasted a long time, and so I could carry it around with me, and it was a child's toy, and I would be like, oh, man, that Tool song, and, you know, record. <laughs> but do you remember an intentional mixtape that you made for someone, the first one maybe that you made? I probably made it for you, to be honest. <laughs> Aww. Yeah, um, as far as like a mix, like a mixtape, not yeah. just buying someone a, a mm-hmm. CD as a gift. Um, Red and Blue Bandit, Rise Again. Yeah, yeah. Rise Again. Yeah. So uh, now I know you and I don't karaoke. We've never karaoke together yeah. unless you count us singing To Be With You uh, by Mr. Big, which we do in public randomly. Of but course. But do, do you really do you karaoke? No. Well, I don't know. You no. roller derby chicks do all kinds of stuff that I don't I don't go do. Honey, if I was ever in a karaoke, you would be in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> like, hell no. Uh, so now, do you remember uh, – we dance a lot, okay? You and I have danced in all kinds of bars, all kinds of clubs, even dosy doing to Leonard Skinner outside the IHOP yes. parking lot. That was a good time. Uh, at God knows what time in the morning. That was awesome. Yeah, that was wonderful. Uh, but – when was your first slow dance? Do you remember your first ever slow dance? No. You don't? Um, are you remembering for me? No, Knowing man. that our that my memory is a no, bit No, I knew uh, you in the early high school. Hazy. So like, I'm thinking like – I'm talking middle school, arms out. Do, do, do. I never went to a, a middle school dance. <laughs> you have to understand. I was made fun of relentlessly by people. So I just – I did not do school functions. I didn't fit in. I went to Christian school where, no, we're not having a dance. You know, y'all better put Jesus between you. You know, leave room for Jesus. So I just – no. And no. <laughs> One time I was supposed to go and I actually like had a date. And then my mom was like, oh, hey, you want to go to the East Coast to see family? I'm like, sure. <laughs> totally stood up the dude. <laughs> totally stood him up. 
All right. So think back to all of the shows that you've been to. Is there one concert experience that comes to mind, like automatically, that you thought was just that next level experience that you'll always remember? Um, we went to go see Coheed. Which time? Um, uh, when we went. Oh my god, I hate you so much right now. <laughs> I'm looking at the album title do, right do, now. Do, yes. Do, 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 stop do. it. Stop it. I'm just like peeling my skin off my face right now for those of you listening <laughs> to give you a good visual of what's happening to me. She is. Um, Tara, you know the album. Just give me the album name. Is it Keeping Secrets? Yes. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> but I kept thinking of like Fear Through the Eye of Ma- Eyes of Madness. I'm like, but that's not – That's a song. That's not it. Yeah. Um, yes. In Keeping Secrets. Going Why was that, that particular concert? So? Because it's the best Coheed album. Um, it was the one – so we never got to go see Never Ender, in which they played all of their albums consecutively each night, which just, yeah, melts my brain thinking about it. But I feel like it was always our favorite album. Yeah. We have so much emotion um, and love in that album. And we got to see it, like, from beginning to end. I think you got deathly ill afterwards. I did. From what I remember. Yeah. Um, but – in the moment. Like that's all that mattered. Like, I remember my – we were up at the balcony at the House of Blues yes, in Orlando yes. and I remember singing – great. Yeah. I sang so loud and there was a little weird seat in front of us that like shouldn't have been there but it was attached to the floor. Mm-hmm. And I was leaning over the balcony and screaming so loud that I remember I had bruises on both legs from my knees all the way down to my we feet. We were like over the ledge. Yeah. Like it was – And some guy handed us shots from below us. Remember that? Like fireball shots? Yes. <laughs> up to us from Yeah, below. like that was so great. We had such a great spot. Yeah. We were like, we weren't in the crowd no. because, you know, we're getting old. <laughs> can't, can't hang in that pit anymore. <laughs> um, you know, we look for the good, good seats now. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it was, it was beautiful. It had so, they played everything, so much emotion, so much power behind all of their songs. And then we got, I mean, we've seen them a t- so many times, but just, I got to see that. And I have other, you know, when we went to go see My Own Self-Indulgence and you almost got trampled. I almost got killed. Um, we saw Silver Sun pickups here. Yes. In friggin' Fort Myers at Ricochet front row. And that was an amazing show. Remember when we got front row? I just – I said, excuse me, my brother's up there. <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't, I, my brother wasn't there. And then I was, I was like, like mm-hmm. oh, excuse me, my, my younger brother's up here. Excuse us because it was packed in there. And then we got to the and front. And we were just like chilling at the front the whole time. <sighs> so we've seen – a lot of good shows, but for me, like, ugh, tops that Billy Ray Cyrus concert. So this brings us to song number two, which I think is a wonderful segue. Okay. Do you have a story to tell for song number two, or is that the story? No, actually. What's the story? The story is how I discovered Coheed. Mm. Now, you had already been on the Coheed train, thanks to Andrew. Andrew what Bernard. up, Andrew? Um. So, like, yeah, you were kind of already in it, but I remember getting ready for high school, the ass crack of dawn, 6 a.m., I'm probably teasing my hair and loading up on eyeliner and just getting ready for my day. And I had MTV on when they actually played music in the mornings, and I just hear House Atlanta comes on, and I'm like, what the f*** is this? And I just kind of stop what I was doing and I turn away from my mirror to look at the TV and I watch the whole music video for like the three minutes 
It's a weird music video. They make weird music videos, but it was the song. And I was like, okay. And then it was like it was with me for the rest of the day. And then I looked into them more. I looked them up on that World Wide Web <laughs> um, and heard more of their music. And that's like – that was for me. That was the moment that I heard Coheed. And Coheed for me has not been a phase. You know, there's a lot of music that we listen to. We get really into certain bands for a little bit and then we don't listen to them for a while. Or there are bands that just contain a lot of nostalgia because it's like, well, there was that was a point in my life where I listened to that song and now I think about that summer, you know. For Coheed for me just has encompassed my life, you know, and oh, I do know. <laughs> you know, I got songs that you know, represent relationships to me, just beautiful songs, powerful songs. I love their musician music musicianship there you go. words. Um their writing ability, you know, they have they also have the comic story arc. I've been waiting for them to come out with another novella. Come on, let's do this, Claudio. Um and I also have Claudio's face tattooed on my body. Yes you do. So <laughs> screaming. <laughs> screaming. So it's a lot to me. I hold a lot with Coheed and it's not just, you know, a, it's not a blip on my radar for Coheed. And so for that moment, it was like, I found my life obsession kind of thing. So let's listen to it. This is a favorite house Atlantic from the 2003 album In Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth 3 by Coheed and Gambrian. So when's the last time you listened to that particular song? What, are you, what kind of sound are you just making? <laughs> When was the last time you listened to that song? Yesterday. Yeah. It's like almost every other day, it's to be just, I And hopefully I redeemed myself from my first story. And no, absolutely no one is surprised by that no. uh, song choice. No. At I, all, ever. I, I mean, I chose a different Coheed song in a way subconsciously saving that one for you. So. Oh, <laughs> so if you don't mind, describe to everyone what we were doing in here while we were listening to that song. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, dancing, singing. Anyone who has seen us listen to Coheed or has been to a Coheed show with us knows exactly what the hell we were just doing. We have a choreographed car dance for this yeah. particular song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Richard may or may not have taken a video. Yeah, he's nodding. They yeah, took okay. a video. Oh, yeah. no, Mike and I got at different angles. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's a part of – it's going to church. I know you mentioned yeah. it in your story and it is – to me, it's a religious experience going to see them. So, you know, I was praising everything, listening to Coheed. How does the song make you feel? Good. That song – there are other Coheed songs that make me sad, kind of bring me to a darker place. Um which I know is the intent of some of their music. But that particular song is just – it just makes me so happy. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people out there that might agree with us. And if you don't, then Beep. you. So where do you sing most often? Where do I sing? Yeah. The car. <laughs> <laughs> the car. Yeah, like where else are you supposed to sing when you oh. don't or can't sing? I literally sing everywhere. I make up songs to things, as you very well know, to yeah. every single thing. So I yeah. don't know if you like, you um, know. No, just I'm mostly a, mostly a car singer. Um, I used to be a shower singer. Growing up, asked my mom, she, I was thought I was going to be an opera singer or something. <laughs> like I would belt in the shower Get with your Christina no Aguilera. Uh-huh. shame. No, not, not like that. Like straight up just proper oh. opera house. She just... got the stance and held the hands under the chest and everything. Yeah. So, you know, I bet if I had ever 
gone down that path, if I maybe realized it earlier, probably my instrument would be my voice. Yeah. I think I probably probably do have somewhat of a voice, just very untrained. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I bet if I kind of had really latched on to that a little earlier, it would probably be my voice. So do you have any TV theme songs committed to memory that you could sing with us right now? Um. You did the Adams Family. I did, which was fantastic. Thank you. Which would have been mine. Um, I had the Munsters theme song on my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, but my favorite to just randomly do yeah. would be uh, Sanford and Sons. <laughs> do you know the words? No. Does it have words? Wait, does it? Richard. I don't think, I don't it does. think there's words. I don't think there's words. I just wanted to make sure because no. all I knew was that. Uh, Topher, uh, Topher <laughs> Forges, a, a reporter here at the station, used to walk around humming that. Like, yeah. Like, he, he would do that. He would go, yeah. and he would just sit down. <laughs> so, like, that's that's in my head a lot. Yeah, I'm down with that. We could always do the... They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They're all together, kooky, the Adams family. Their house is doing As a museum where people come to see them. They really are a scream, the Adams family. Perfect. I just wanted to sing it with you. Do you have a favorite musical by chance? Or like movie kind of musical thing? Um, I guess it depends on what you'd classify as a musical. What do you classify as a musical? Um, I I have seen quite a bit. Um, Phantom of the Opera, big fan. Les Mis, big fan. Um, love the Chicago music movie musical. There you go. Um, tried to show that to Kylie, and she was not receptive. Apparently, Mamma Mia is just so much better. Newsflash: It isn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> But then, I mean, Pink Floyd, The Wall, you know, growing up, watched that 5,000 times. So. Yeah, we did. We watched that at your dad's. I remember with Francis. Oh, the movie soundtracks, Garden State. Yes. Any other ones that you can think of that you really like? Not really. I'll tell my Nightmare for Christmas. There you go. Yeah. Like yeah. that one. I've been listening to that because we're coming up on uh, the best time of the year. Yes. Um, as far as like soundtracks, not not really. I, I feel like I just don't expose myself to it. And any, I, I feel like any movie that's uh, has a set design of like the seventies is probably going to have a pretty damn good soundtrack. Almost famous, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Almost famous. Blow had a good soundtrack. Yeah. So you know, like things like that. But I don't, I don't look at you know soundtracks necessarily. I'm just like, that's a great song. That's a great song. Oh, I love that band. So what about your daughter Kylie? So we have so many musical memories with her. But what can you remember the earliest musical memory with your daughter? Um. Yeah, it would be her singing. You yeah. know, it would it would be like little kids. They they love to sing. Um. And I used to have little recordings on my phone until I lost that phone in another friggin' country. But it had her tiny little voice on it, like three, four, couple when she was a little bit older. Um, singing the Itsy Bitsy Spider and um, – what's that one song? 
Walk yeah. by Pantera. That one. Walk on home, boy. Walk on home, boy. I would watch her, and she would ask me to play that song for her so she could sing it. And she'd go, walk on home, boy. She yeah, loved that, one. that song. But just like other – she sang all sorts of stuff. Um, what's funny is that we – I did listen to Panic! at the Disco a lot when she was like one and yeah. she was in the car. And then that ended up being like her favorite band last year and we had to listen to Panic! every single morning and then we went to go see them. I mean I've already seen them. But Brendan Urie, great entertainer and she – had the best – had the time of her life um, seeing him. So that that was fun. Um, I wish I could give her more concert experiences, but I'm not taking her to see Post Malone. <laughs> Is <laughs> or, that what she wants? Or 21 Savage. Like, girl, that ain't happening. <laughs> no. So what other bands is she into right now? Um, Not really – not really bands. Yeah. Um, she listens to a lot more rap. A lot more rap music. <laughs> She's thirteen. <laughs> She's thirteen, and she listens to a lot of a lot of rap. She's following um, in them footsteps. Juice World was is one of them. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, that that one that <laughs> I got feel like shot. Mike and Ivory right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. One of them got shot, and we don't know how to pronounce his name. So, oh, well, sorry. Yeah, let's let's move on. <laughs> let's move on to your final song. I have a couple more questions after that, so don't worry. You look sad. You were nervous before, and now this is your final song unless this is – I'm not sad. I just okay. – mm. Do you want to tell us a story about it or do you just want to listen to it? <sighs> Let's listen to it. Okay. And then we'll talk about it. All right. We'll, talk about well it. your last song is The Middle from the 2001 album Bleed American by Jimmy Eat World. Where does that one take you after that wonderful dance break that we just had? What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, <sighs> okay. Um, I this is probably a, a really uh, cliche song, but I feel like a lot of people um, have the same, same mentality for it, whether it's for yourself or for someone else. So this song came out when we were in middle school. Yeah, yeah. I remember the music video. I remember hearing it, and it just it has such good vibes. You know, it just when you're down and out, when you are just struggling. You're on that struggle bus having a shit day. And it's like, you know what? Just just don't worry about it. Just do your best. You know? It's just like, live right now. Yes. Just be yourself. <laughs> don't worry about them. I and I I feel like that's a really good message that typically isn't in music, especially like main like something mainstream at the time. It's necessarily not so positive. So, you know, growing up, it was always good to hear, good to have. Um, and then we have Kylie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So as a mom, of course, um, it helped me. And I kind of just – now I think about her. You know, I think about she's struggling in ways that she's probably not going to tell me until later on. Um and I have to be okay with that and I just have to trust that she knows that everything's going to be okay and that she has an amazing support system of people. But don't let other people get you down. You know, people are mean. Yeah. Great girls are mean, you know, and I just – it's going to be okay, you know. Um, but especially – my favorite was Friendsgiving. Not that long ago. Was it last year maybe? Well, explain what Friendsgiving is. Okay, Friendsgiving – Friends get together and have Thanksgiving um, at a friend's house. It was 
You want to talk about everyone was there? You were there. I was there. I was there. <laughs> That's everyone. <laughs> Kylie was there. So anyway, we're having this big jamboree with the three of us. No. Um, house full of people and we're sitting down to eat at the long makeshift table in our friend's living room. What up, Max? Um, and she's sitting at the head of the table being just her awkward like 12-year-old self. It's like meh. And then this, like, she was, what, singing, like, Careless Whisper all yes. night. And, like, these random songs that she does. Like, she's also on, like, a Michael Jackson kick right now. We won't even go there. <laughs> um, so the song came on. And all of a sudden, like, the whole table started singing. And she was singing. And then we started, like, singing at her, you know. And I don't know, like, in that moment if she absorbed it, you know, for what it was. But, like, as a mom – Having, like, this whole group of people just, like, singing, sing-shouting at my child, you know, like, it just takes some time. Little girl, you know, you're in the middle of the ride. Everything's everything's going to be fine. You know, and uh, having – we've all been there. You know, the ride kind of sucks into adulthood and it's not always the best. But, you know, just, just knowing that she's got people on her side and – you're just having a grand old time seeing screaming together and letting her know that it's it's going to be all good, kid. We love you. That was such a good moment, too. It was a good moment. Gosh. I mean, yeah. Guys, you had to have been there. You had to have been there. Maybe next Friendsgiving if you're lucky. Yeah. No. So uh, maybe let's talk about songs that didn't. Uh, I know you said it was quite difficult, as it is for most of our guests, to pick those three songs. Are there is there a song or a couple songs that you maybe wanted to choose, but you just that just didn't just didn't make it? Um, it was hard in the regard that I didn't have specific memories, mm. you know, tied to stories. Like I had things that reminded me of a time in my life. Right. I had just certain elements of nostalgia and appreciation. Um, sometimes they reminded me of, of someone, but I, I didn't have a specific story to tell necessarily. Um, Minus the Hank the Third story, which you won't get apparently. So maybe one day. <sighs> Maybe yeah. one day. Hank 3 song, possibly. <laughs> that was – and also, OK, going back to that, just something that I would actually want to tell people because mm. some some got really dark, you know, thinking about certain songs and people and things like that. So I, I you know, don't want to go there. Don't want to go there with people. Y'all don't need to know that. And other stuff, I'm like, meh, maybe that shouldn't be recorded. <laughs> maybe that story shouldn't be told to be recorded <laughs> to public people. Um, but there was um, – a lame one would be a corn song. When I was in sixth grade, I was sitting there and waiting for the news to come on, and the kids could pick the song for like the entry of the news at golf middle school. Um, and well, I think it was falling away from me, maybe. Nice. And it was just literally like the first chords of it. Dun, dun. Yes, and I'm sitting there in my cute little mini dress and my, you know, heeled shoes, total, like, hippie girl, too, just – and I just looked up from my desk and I looked at the TV and everything changed. <laughs> like, in that moment. See you later, country music. Yeah, that was another one that's like, oh, Tony hey, Braxton poor. isn't the only thing ever. Yeah, horrible, but that's when we grew up. We grew up when new metal was the thing and Slipknot – I'll still get down to Slipknot, but I mean, that's we're just a product of our time, really, with that. Can you recommend a band to our listeners, maybe that they don't know of, that you think that they just have to know? Or an artist, doesn't have to be a band. Um, I've listened to an artist called Angel Olsen a lot. Um, she's very, very good. 
Um, my other one would be Twin Temple. Um, gosh, I've been listening to. It's hard to put me on the spot like that when you do that. Because um, Coheed. If anyone has not listened to Coheed, <laughs> y'all cray. Because um, they have Coheed has a lot to offer. They cover different genres, so I feel like. And you could pick out like a song or an album with Coheed and you could probably get someone to like it even though that's really not their jam. Mike actually seemed to dig it when I played uh, Coheed for my three song story. So he seemed to dig it. So yeah, that was cool. they're amazing. So are there any albums that you just have to listen to all the way through aside from Keeping Secrets and Silent Earth 3? I have to listen to all the way that I'm like not you like – Like you just ha- want to listen to the whole thing. Um, a Perfect Circle. Yeah. Nerdy Gnomes probably. APC. Big, big fan. Um, actually, that Civil Wars album, I do like to listen to that one all the way through. Yeah, and, let's cry and, all day and sob. So that's that's another really uh, good band. You know, no longer together, so, but uh, they're they're also amazing. Just shows you just the wide spectrum of music that I expose myself to and listen to obsessively. What do you think's the best album of all time? In keeping secrets, you think that's the best album of all time? I for me, you haven't mentioned the Beatles once, which I'm surprised about. Um. Probably because I took that Beatles class and just beaten – it just was beaten to death intellectually with the Beatles. <laughs> Trying not to snort into the microphone. Yeah. Like it was a great class for a college credit here at FGCU. I took that same class. Yes. You know, and I, I just – I think it made me realize that George Harrison was the best He's Beatle. He's the best Beatle. Was the best Beatle. Very underrated. Yeah. Um, so he goes there for the ride, man. It made me – it. It made me like reevaluate a lot how I felt about the Beatles, mm. um, but I still absolutely love the Beatles. Still, I don't listen to them as much. Yeah, you're probably gonna find me listening to more like Black Sabbath and another band, Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats. Very Sabbath yeah. uh, band, and I absolutely love them. What would your 14 year old self think of who you are today? Oh man, I should think I was a <laughs> poser. <laughs> Why do you say that? Um, I don't know. Just uh, got my shit together and then she'd be like, girl, you know you don't have your shit together. <laughs> no, um, I think she'd be surprised. I think she'd be impressed um, and, and definitely pleasantly surprised of, of where we are today. You know, um, I always had pretty bold goals and aspirations growing up. Did I ever, you know, actually achieve some of them or did I actually think they would happen? Sometimes no, but here I am, you know, going to grad school. I got my dream job at the at the library. Kylie's, you know, surviving at 13. You know, it's just like things are good. Not where probably I thought they'd be, but my 14-year-old selves are like, all right, cool. You do you. <laughs> so is there any song that comes on the radio that you have to turn off? A lot of them because it's on the radio. (laughs) That was so pretentious of me. I'm sorry. That was my last question. (laughs) That was it. Uh, Now, I would love for you to recommend three other people that you would like us to maybe pursue as future guests for the podcast. Who do you recommend? Um, I know you had mentioned your mom. Yeah. But I would would love to hear your mom on here because she does have really good stories associated with music. All right, mom. Yeah. Ma, get in here. Come on, ma. Ma. Um. I think you had mentioned people, you know, and um, I actually think Chris, Chris Bonner, I think he would be a good one. He's another person who definitely has 
strong ties to music, both professionally and emotionally. Um, so I'd li- I'd like to hear some of his uh, three song stories, and uh, probably. Um, I would like to say my dad. You'll yeah. never get his ass in here. But oh no! I would love. God, to. God, it would be a hoot to have your and dad just, in here. We would just have to see her forever and like crack open some. He would just, yeah. (laughs) You're hotter than a bank robber's pistol. Yep. That's what he tells me all the time, and I love it. Yeah. So I would, (laughs) but we'd sit here for hours. Like it would be ridiculous. Um, just telling him telling stories and just having a good time. We can get the Roy Radio Hour happening maybe sometimes on Three Song Stories. Lord. (laughs) Do you have any final thoughts, Kim, about the podcast, about music, about anything in general? Um. I encourage people to to listen to music. I think it's weird when people don't. Um, like my brother will listen to video game soundtracks. I know that's a thing for people. Yeah. But I do encourage people to listen to music. Um, just find your groove. Not all of it's good and that's OK because that's just an opinion. Um, but just you know, find find it and find what you love and listen to it. That's that's my advice for people with music and podcasts. There's, oh, God, there's so many podcasts out there. Um, thanks, thanks to Spotify. I definitely listen to a few three-song stories. Um, and I do want to say I feel absolutely honored actually to be here, um, to be your first guest as an interviewer and to be among – you have had such prestigious community people in this chair. I haven't really contributed to the community in the ways that they have – so I am honored that I'm kind of up with those with those people now, you know, doing all sorts of good things for Florida um, with sustainability and everyone's doing such amazing things around here locally and I'm just honored to be a part of it. Thank you so much, Kim. I'm glad you could join us today. Thanks. We make this podcast in the studios of WGCU Public Radio at Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. Mike Canary is host and creator. Richard Chinqui is co-creator and producer. I'm now a host and I'm the online content producer. Our executive producer is Chris Duffus and our theme song was created by Dave 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 Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studio in St. Pete. And now, friends, I also implore you, please follow Three Song Stories. You can find us on Facebook at Three Song Stories. You can also find us at Instagram on Three Song Stories. So any little bit helps. Please share the podcast. Go ahead and like those pages. And you can also make a donation to WGCU Public Media at WGCU.org. You can also put a comment that you did it on behalf of Three Song Stories. For this week's parting tune, I'd like to tell you a song story about my older brother, Matt and I went to the same high school and were only two years apart, so we had to try to catch an early, like, 6 a.m. ride to school. He drove with his friends and wouldn't take me, so I had to wait for the bus. Now, I am nowhere near a morning person, and some mornings my brother would somehow, even though I had a locked bedroom door, he would sneak into my room and place a speakers or a boombox near my bed and blast this little ditty at the highest possible volume. My mom would come in, she would be furious, and she'd start screaming since he woke her up as well. So, yeah, good times in this household. <laughs> this is Du Hast by Rammstein. <laughs> Keep listening. Next time on Three Song Stories. And then we started getting into augmented reality. 
So my cardboard cutout can talk to you if you have the app. How long has it been there? Is it actual sized? Okay, I have so it's many taller questions. Than me. It's taller than you. It's larger than life. <laughs>